Hello. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Minibus Madness. I wasn't going to do that little sound off thing again <laughs> that we did last time or two times Whatever. Ago. Yeah. Yeah. One of the last times we recorded. Um, This is Midwest Madness, your true crime, cult, conspiracy, encrypted podcast. Um, I'm Emily. I was going to say you're going to introduce yourself. I don't think we did on the last one. Yeah, we did. We did? Yeah. Oh, I'm Danielle. I already forgot. <laughs> that's, um, that's okay. I told this story of the cult of Ekankar or the church of Ekankar or the religion of Ekankar, whatever you want to call it, last week. Um, I'm just going to say when you look it up on, like, cult. for cults, yeah, it says that pops cult. up. Well, so. literally, I found it because I looked. I was looking for, like, cults in the Midwest and I found that and it was, like, it literally said insane cults that are still, like, active. And yeah. it was the first one. Yeah. So that's literally probably the same source I found it on when I was looking too. Probably. Um, cool. Danielle's going to tell us a story today. I am. And my story is also in Minnesota. So, um, this story came from a listener who DM'd us on Instagram. Um, I didn't ask him a long time ago or recently. No. Um, so what happened was when we were on vacation, someone commented about, the mysterious ticking noise in the i-70 serial yeah. killer sorry about that guys yeah that's so, my bad <laughs> well it's our bad because i left the headphones plugged in and the headphones had died so we didn't know it was ticking yeah so we're really sorry about that i listened to it and like i was able to tune it out but i know not everybody will be able to i usually am pretty good about not having it on there but. it made me laugh though because i got to post a harry yeah, potter puppet pals <laughs> Um, but so I was just kind of like checking through everything and in, on our Instagram, it had, um, like in the requests, you know, mailbox or whatever, yeah, yeah, yeah. there were two emails and I was like, or two messages and I was like, oh my God, how long have these been sitting here? So I don't know how long they'd been there, but, um, this one comes from Thomas M. So thank you for the suggestion, Thomas. Hopefully he's cool with his name being said. Yeah. Well, that's why I didn't say his last name. Oh. So. Did you ask him? No. Oh. I just... There's a lot of Thomas M's in the world. So. Okay. Um, and I'm going to be straight up, and I'm going to tell you I have no idea how to say this poor girl's last name. Okay. Um, so this is the story of Joanne Bontages. B-O-N-T-J-E-S. Bontages. Bontages. Something like that. There's no I wanna, I between the T and the J's. No, yeah. Bontages. Yeah. Bonnez, maybe. Maybe. That's a good point. I want to say brunches, but I know that's not right. Um, so, Joanne was 21 years old in 1975, and she lived in Sherburne, Minnesota. Do you have any idea where Sherburne, Minnesota is? I feel like I've heard of... Is there Sherburne County? I don't know. I, I feel like I've heard of it. So, Sherburne is a small town on I-70 between Sioux Falls, South Dakota, and Albert Lee, Minnesota. So, it's on the southern edge of the state. So, like, probably not super far from Mankato? Not like too. New Ulm? Yeah, area? not too far from there. Okay. Um, it's, as of 2010, the population of Sherburne was 1,137 people. Yeah. So, it's, sure it's, it's a pretty small I'm sure it's like town. a small little, like, farming town. Yeah. That's south for people who don't know. Yeah. So uh, it's like. South. West. 
it's it's almost dead center of the state south okay. to be completely honest with you because like i was gonna call it southwest and i was like it's not i mean it's definitely more western leaning but it's west of 35 yeah okay um okay so um joanne's family lived in town too and she was living with her parents she was the youngest of four kids um and she had just opened her own beauty salon called joe's in downtown sherburne cute and i think i'm saying that town right uh, can you spell it s-h-e-r-b-u-r-n yeah. sherburne yeah. sherburne yeah. okay i swear i'm pretty sure there's a sherburne county it wouldn't surprise me but i this is not that county it's not in the same county Mm-mm. okay it's in martin county okay um and the only reason i know that is because of stuff okay later does the sheriff's department take over the case <laughs> i don't think they have a police department yeah, i think I they think only so. have a sheriff, so be a sheriff. Yeah. yeah okay um so on october 1st 1975 she made the 17 minute trip north to ormsby to go to a bar called the knight's lounge where she met some friends oh gosh i bet that bar's so fun <laughs> right and it's like k-n-i-g-h-t so not I love small town bars. Um, and then after that, she went to the town of Tremont, which is about six miles away, um, to go to the Tremont Legion. Bar hopping. Get yes, it, girl. Yes, exactly. Um, and while she was at the Legion, she showed her car to a man who was interested in buying it. Um, and it was a 1976 Chevy Vega. What um, year is this again? I'm sorry. I um, forgot. It was... 1975 okay so and the very end of 1975 which is why she has a 1976 version of a car okay um he did not end up buying the car at that at that time and joanne was seen driving the car home so since joanne is 21 her parents were pretty used to her being out late you know hanging out with her friends going bar hopping um it's a small town so there's not like a ton of stuff to do right so you know yeah you do what you can yep and drink (laughs) i'll take your word for it (laughs) um so her parents didn't really start worrying that they hadn't seen her that night um but they did start worrying when she missed an appointment at the salon the next morning because like i said the you know late nights were kind of a common thing and they were just like whatever she was probably out with her friends and ended up staying with somebody else but her missing an appointment was not normal she was like responsible yeah yep so they started she owned it so yeah and it was her place and so like and especially if you just opened it you're gonna be working your tail off to keep your clients and so um that was really strange um later in that day on october 2nd another local drug the drug shop owner um was driving to tremont to deliver medication when he came across joanne's car parked on the side of the road on highway four do we know how like far between sherburne tremont and the old one that i can't remember the name like did ormsby yeah did you see um so it's it's a 17 minute trip north so it was like less than 20 miles oh yeah way less so it was like i think it was like a 13 mile to ormsby and then from ormsby to tremont was like five minutes okay 
So and it's it's probably within so. a 15 mile radius. Okay. Would be a, a kind of, what's the word I'm looking for? A safe assumption. Okay. Um. So he drops off the medications and then drives back to um, Sherburn. And the car is still sitting on the side of the road. So he stops and takes a look inside. Inside, he finds her purse, jacket, and the car keys are hanging from the ignition. So the car was open. I don't know if he, like, opened the door, but, like, he looked in the car. Oh, so and he inside, could see it Yeah, inside yeah, yeah. he could see her purse, her wallet, or her purse, her jacket, and the car keys hanging from the ignition. You never like that. No. Um, outside of the car were several pistachio shells, her shoes, and some suspicious marks that look like... Um, there could have been some sort of a struggle outside of the car. I'm sure you're going to mention it, but I'm curious to hear, like, if she had car trouble. But it's a new car, you said, right? Yeah, it's a 1976 at or the like, end of 1975. Could she run out of gas or something? Like, why was she on the side of the road is my question. Okay, yeah, I don't I don't have any answers for that. Oh, so you I have I have assumptions. So I just assumed they would, like, turn the car on to see if it was, like, working as or not. As far as I'm aware, that did not happen. Well, I'm assuming if, like... It wasn't if, mentioned that yeah, it happened. Yeah, so I'm assuming that it was fine then. So, um... So the entire day of Wednesday, October 2nd, goes by with no word from Joanne. Thursday morning, around 7 o'clock in the morning, um, Donnie Farber and his son Donnie Jr. hear a gunshot. Oh, now i'm sure that's not uncommon in that area well especially because of the time of the year yeah, it is hunting season um ducks hunting started the next morning yeah so donnie jr was like whatever it's just yeah, yeah. duck hunting um i mean we hear gunshots all the time by our yeah by our parents house yeah um so but neither man was even aware that joanne was missing at this point so like of course they didn't even think anything about it had they filed a missing person report um, at this point I think her parents did because, again, they were like, this is not normal. This is not. Yeah. But finding information on this was, it was tricky. Just, like, it was mentioned in a few places and it's kind of a big deal because um, it's, like, the only unsolved case down in that area. Um, spoiler. Yeah. Spoiler alert. <laughs> unsolved. Um, so like it was kind of a, you know, it's kind of a big deal, but like it was still harder than I thought to find stuff. Well, sometimes those small town murders are harder to find information yeah. on. I was actually pretty impressed with the amount of stuff I was Especially able to find. Especially back in like 1975. Yeah. So, um, let's see. Uh, eight-year-old Troy Olson was riding the school bus when he saw something strange in the ditch, but did not think much of it. Um, and this was near where Joanne's car was found. Donnie Farber was then harvesting his fields later that afternoon when he noticed something in the ditch. He goes to investigate and finds Joanne's partially nude body. Um, there was no sign of sexual assault, but she was badly bruised. And she died from a single gunshot wound in the left side of her head. The coroner said that the wound was from a close-range gunshot. So how long after this was she was how long was she missing before she was found? Roughly 40 hours. 40 hours. Mhm. So where was she? 
It was also ruled that Joanne had only died around six hours before her body was found. That always makes you so, like, sick to your stomach. Like, what were they doing? Yeah. And, like, the fact that there was no sign of any sort of sexual intercourse or anything. Yeah. Yeah, like, normally you'd think they would keep them for that. Yeah. But there was, like, there was bruising, they said. Um, and her body was only was found only about a mile from where her car was found That's in an area that had been searched by police beforehand. It's also very interesting, like why bring her back exactly to that spot. It's like especially in a ditch where, like, you know, she's gonna be found. Yeah, probably. and that and that's the thing that I thought too, because it's on Highway Four. Yeah. So like, uh, that's gonna be a town that more than a couple of people. It's not like a dirt road. Yeah. You know, that's people are gonna be driving up and down that. She's gonna be spotted. Yeah. So that also increases your risk of being spotted. Yeah. When you're dumping and or killing her. And what time did they hear the gunshot? Seven a.m. In October, I'm trying to right. It's yeah, it's light out. I was gonna say I'm trying to think. Yeah. Is it light out? At yeah, because because I don't think daylight saving happens until later in the year, isn't it? November. Yeah, that's ballsy as hell. Yeah, so that's that's why one of the theories is what it is. Um. So, like I said before, the case remains unsolved to this day. Um. I spent a lot of time on one of my sources which is the jo- justice for joanne facebook page um there's not anything concrete posted on there um but there is some interesting stuff and that's what took me so long to kind of like sift through because it's there's just a lot yeah so um there are some theories that the person who killed joanne has assaulted their own family members there's another so they know who they there are some people saying they know exactly who it is like the guy that runs the page is a former um police chief of saint martin or sorry saint james minnesota okay his name is don mickelson um and he's from the area but he never like actually worked the case when he was a an officer um but so on the website or on the Facebook page, it says, like, we know who it is. But that was all the way back in 2018 and nothing has happened yet. So one of the big theories is that it was a pair of cops. Oh. Because they found her shoes outside the car. Oh, do they think she got pulled over? Mm-hmm. But what about the pistachios? I mean, people chew... Like, like eat like sunflower so, seeds yeah, and that, eat pistachios all the time. So if they pulled her over to do like a drunk driving check yeah. and had her get out of the car and she was wearing shitty shoes, she might have been like, can I take my shoes off? Could it have been someone who was impersonating a cop? It, I mean, it certainly could have been. Um, Don is saying on his web web page, I don't know if I call it a web page or just Facebook, Facebook page, whatever, on the Justice for Joanne page he says um that he does not think it was the police but you kind of got to take that with a grain of salt because he was the police yeah but so um he doesn't name a name of who he is who this killer is well you can't i don't think you really can no but so um here is what this post came from let me see if it's pretty close to where i was because i was still on the page i'm still on the website whatever um so from june 24th 2018 he posted 
the killer lives in Elm Creek Township in Martin County, which is the same county that um, she lived in. The killer lives within a few miles of the site of Joanne's abduction and body location. I mean, that would make sense. Yes, because you're, you'd assume that you wouldn't travel super far, with, especially because she they think she was killed there at the site that she was found at. Um, the killer had a place in the area that he felt safe to hold Joanne for all those hours. So his house, you would assume. Or a barn, or a hunting Hunting shack, shack. or a hunting site somewhere. Yeah. The killer shot her approximately, and that's in capital letters, six hours. He really likes his capital letters, which I just think is the sweetest. Um, approximately six hours prior to her body being found, which again, that gunshot was that that morning right the killer has a family where all of his children are grown adults the killer is about again all capital letters the same age as joanne um is he married i don't i i don't remember um if he says that in here or not the killer was well known around the sherburn trimont area as he was born and raised in the area the killer was a strong male as Joanne was lifted right out of her sandals next to her car. Okay. Um, the killer and Joanne knew each other quite well, and that's why she pulled over to the side of the road. The killer's intent was to have sex with Joanne. The killer knew that Joanne was a tough gal and would not let an attempted rape go unreported, so that was why he killed her. The killer was able to drive her body to the area where she was found without attracting any attention because he lived in the area and it was not unusual for him to be driving around that area. Again, makes sense. Yeah, because like especially in a town that big, if you see a stranger just kind of like wandering around, someone's going to notice. Someone's going to notice, yeah. So um, the killer has told others close to him and they are afraid to talk for their own personal safety. That one is really interesting to me. Um because like how could you first of all how could you prove that unless one of the family members is the one who told him yeah and he doesn't say well yeah, I would hope. obviously where he got any of this information um the killer has committed other sex crimes but has never been arrested for them the killer cannot be trusted around females regardless of their age and i don't know if that's regardless of the female's age or regardless of the killer's age i assume the killer's age i would assume the female's age okay I just to me it reads like the killer should not be trusted even though he's like a 70 year old man he still should not be trusted around women okay that's kind of how I read it gotcha um and then in capital letters again law enforcement has DNA of the killer but they might not even realize it go ahead I'm just like if like this just seems like it should be like solved by now like if you have all this information like why aren't you going to the cops and be like there's DNA like figure it out yeah that's the thing too it's just weird and then the last bullet point he had was maybe law enforcement does not have the dna of the killer from the crime scene so like a different crime question so yeah so they think that he that the killer has can we just can we give the killer a name mr x okay okay so um the don thinks that mr x has committed other sex crimes therefore or other crimes in general. Therefore, the law enforcement has Mr. X's DNA. But maybe there's no DNA from Joanne's murder that can connect Mr. X to that murder. Okay. That makes sense. Okay. So, again, this was all posted in 2018. 
reported, you know, they knew who the killer was, but was they were waiting for DNA results. So far, no one has been arrested, and allegedly, according again to the D, the um, Facebook page, uh, more than one person has been DNA tested. So if the, the police and the person, Don, running the Facebook page, knows who they're looking for, why hasn't an arrest been made? Yeah, that just, like, I just... It doesn't, it just doesn't really make sense. It doesn't add up. Um, and I did actually email Don, because <laughs> um, he has his email all over the webpage, and I was like, hey, I'm doing a podcast about this case and i was wondering if i'd ask you some questions as of record time he had not responded to me if that changes um i might just post like a big update on our facebook Facebook. Mm -hmm. um apparently no one from the legion which is the last place she had been seen alive has come forward to talk about what they saw or what they might have seen or this person have been at the bar it's definitely a possibility i mean followed her or something yeah i mean because like like what are the chances this guy just like happened was randomly outside yeah yeah exactly and got her to stop yeah exactly so um a little bit more about don mickelson he is the the person running that facebook page he never directly worked on the case but is now using his retirement to get answers he runs the page where he posts his theories um and has contacted not only locals um who are trying to help figure it out but also a couple of psychics is he still posting on it regularly yeah Yeah, pretty regularly okay it took me a really long time to to get to the bottom um of the page because it was like a lot of posts so i'm sure i missed a ton of information because it was like trying to get through it was kind of exhausting to be completely honest um, he is currently offering a $3,000 reward for any information for the arrest of Joanne's killer and asks that anyone with any information on the case to call Martin County Sheriff's Department at 507-238-3166 or you can contact him via Facebook or his email. Okay, so the two theories are cops mm-hmm. and this other mr. mr x yeah mr. yeah x. yeah so far that's and again like he said that um he is not pointing any fingers at um any law enforcement you'd think if it was law enforcement like her wallet would have been out of the bag or like open yeah like id or something like her window would have been rolled down Mm -hmm. or something like that so i could see it not being that and then like to keep her for like that long and not sexually assault no no or to not be noticed like oh god especially if these cops were on duty like that just doesn't make any sense to me and then they just were like randomly like let's go kill her or not like just that theory just doesn't really make sense no it it doesn't so um his email is one of them is d mickelson which is m-i-c-k-e-l-s-o-n at m-c-h-s-i.com but that's not the one i emailed so maybe i'll have to email oh shit we have an email nope not from him damn so excited i was so excited for a second I was like, oh my god perfect timing yeah um so and then like another interesting post that there was is from july 4th 2018 remember when everyone was a suspect in joanne's murder case 
the list and ha- the list has gotten real short folks it's been down to one uh for more than a couple of years if you've been following the posts i've not changed my opinion even though i've only looked at other possible sub- suspects to clear their names only one person in the world should have a guilty conscience and he knows who he is he can save a lot of people time and money and embarrassment to his entire family if he just goes in and confesses so it sounds like this guy just like knows who it is yeah he has like a real solid like real solid thought of who i feel like this guy's not gonna change his mind no i don't think so either but then like okay like then um july 16 2018 a phone call that i received tonight from a concerned witness tells me again that i'm on the right trail and have been since i started looking into this case the list keeps getting smaller and smaller um i'm glad that he's like looking at other people to eliminate them versus yeah. just focusing on one person this one says um from july 21st 2018 i truly feel sorry for the killer's wife children grandchildren oh, okay, so. siblings and victims of his crimes i believe that his family is starting to question if this killer could be their own family member um, maybe that's the way to bring it about slowly instead of a big shock when it hits so the most recent update, and I'm just going to zoom all the way to the top here. Uh, apparently, in October 28th, 2018, they were looking at a new piece of evidence. That was the most recent? No. I was going to say, whoa. I got stuck. I got paused. Um, August 2nd. Oh. So, what, 13 days 13 ago? 13 of record day. <laughs> Again, in all capital letters, which I just... I just love for this man. You just can tell he's like older. Yeah, I just love it. Um, Thank you again for contacting me after, even after nearly 46 years since Joanne's murder. I got a call this morning from a semi-truck driver who drove past Joanne's car on the evening or early morning hours when she was abducted. Um, He told of the car being parked on the side of the road with something lying beside the car that we both agreed would have been her shoes. Don't you wish that this case would have been solved so people would know for sure if the killer was a law enforcement officer or not, since a lot of people still believe that. So that's where that, you know, a lot of people, he doesn't, but a lot of people seem to, uh uh-oh, does she need to go out? Oh, well, she's going to, she'll be fine. Um, He says, it's been a lot of work to learn about all the people in that area who may have killed her, and I feel that I am getting much closer to pinpointing the killer. I'm believing that the abduction holding her hostage and killing her plus the disposal of her body all happened within a mile and a half area. Damn. I will be sending a message to the Martin County attorney. Hi, serious. He's like with my my thoughts. I know he is. Um, sorry. Oh God, serious. Okay. Um, (laughs) attorney with my thoughts and those who should be tested for DNA. Keep the calls coming. If you or someone, you know, has any possible information on this case. That's as of August 2nd. Yeah, that was August 2nd. And then he, oh, a week ago, in the replies, it says, her car was held by Martin County until they felt they had all they could get from it for evidence. I think they gave it back to the family to sell since her parents were not very wealthy people and could use the money. Maybe it wasn't paid for yet as it was a fairly new car. Don't confuse her car with the car that was buried southwest of Drenell. That car was buried by two sons of a man from Denel, D-U-N-N-E-L-L, area, and the BCA told me that they now know where it is if they need it, and that was about six years ago. They must not need it. 
So apparently there was like some suspicion because some guys buried a car, which I don't really know why you would do that. But also... But it has nothing... He doesn't think it has anything to do with the case. I don't think so either. That'd be dumb. No, it'd be weird. So... Cool. Yeah. So if you're interested in this, just check out the Facebook page because like it's literally just post after post after I mean June 21st June 8th June uh 1st May 21st like so maybe we'll have an update soon then yeah um we haven't had many updates lately no we haven't I I'm gonna be watching the Cindy Yedis coming up that one was coming up because that was her trial date was set for October October. yeah yeah. so hopefully we'll have something there Uh oh you just made your son jealous you pet one dog you have to pet both dogs that's the rule don't she they she didn't she just whacked her head with your plant so yeah that's that's my story for today hi sieva um i'm interested to see hopefully he responds to me i'm gonna try dude we should probably wrap this up because yeah. they're about to play yeah they are um I'm, I'm interested to see if he will respond to me and if he doesn't in the next couple of days i will send an email to that second email address that i have um but who even knows if he knows what a podcast is you know he's not that old our grandparents were around his age and they didn't know oh i don't think so so um cool so sorry about all the noise at the end there <laughs> yeah that's got a little restless we did really good for the first like hour and 15 minutes yeah yep. and then chaos so. so just keep your eye on the facebook page if um danielle gets an email back you should let us know either way if you do or don't okay people might be just like waiting for that yeah that's a good point um you didn't say your sources oh shooting um so hold on can you talk for a sec so i can put yeah. the mic down um she wants me to do the sh- socials but i still don't know them um <laughs> facebook is midwest madness podcast group yes um Instagram MW Madness Podcast. Yes. <laughs> there is definitely some finger prompting. Like keep going, keep going, keep going. And our Gmail is the same. Yes, at Gmail. At Gmail. Yep. So my I only had two. Well, technically three sources. Two. My two non Facebook sources. Emily is having a stare down with Sam, and it's really entertaining. Um, thepublishedpen.com, and then minnesota.cbslocal.com were my two other than the facebook cool okay yeah. guys we're gonna wrap this up i think because yep, has to go to the bathroom i do too so she's she's staring a little feisty but uh <laughs> we will talk to you guys next tuesday have a great week bye